Hello, this is Andre and Anita. We talk about parenting, love and life skills. Our family of six makes sure we always have something to share. Hey! That's Anita and Andre. How are you doing, Andre? I'm very tired, honey. You're very tired? <laughs> yes, imagine Let's that. Let's see if we can change that. Well, that would be great. Well, here's, here's my Red Bull and um, here's to being awake. Well, except it's not Red Bull. No, it's just tea. Yes. Well, I can, pre I can pretend that it really energizes me. Oh, yes. That's <laughs> a great attitude. Awesome. Right. There you go. Especially since we were talking. Uh, we're having the second part about bad parenting. Bad parenting. Never be tired is my first advice because uh, clearly a sign of you being a bad parent is whenever you are tired, you're doing it wrong. That's right. And right? you know what? Actually, I heard a podcast from somebody who said that their child started sleeping through the night when he was six weeks old. Yeah, well, those exist. They do, and but, but he's uh, claiming it to himself. Oh, because, it, because he did some yeah, miraculous they, they did. voodoo dance and then the child falls asleep, right? Yeah, in a way, he's kind of blaming society and that we're reacting, um, you know, not in the right and correct order no. to a kid's screaming and uh, whatever. So he has one child, maybe it's going to change in the future. Let's see about that. I also know about some other kids who sleep through the night very early, mm -hmm. but they're by far the minority, right? True. But maybe on to topic more awake than sleeping. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we are very awake today. And um, actually, this starts with the one that where you said, um, I don't really know what that means. So we kind of try to figure out what that means. It's about uh, bad parenting number five okay. statement. Uh, in the past, we've been talking about some other statements that um, some infograph has made uh, saying, for example, if your child doesn't respect others, uh, oh, wait a second, on the wrong page. Uh, if your child intentionally disturbs you, it is because you are not physically affectionate enough. Mm -hmm. That was bad parenting, number one, in our opinion, to that you can hear in the last episode. Yeah. And uh, today we're going to talk about the first one, which is bad parenting number five. If you buy everything for your children, still they take things that do not belong to them. It is because you don't let them choose. Yeah, that actually sounded as bad as it actually is written down. Yes, it is. And we cannot but change maybe, it. I guess um, they would have had to make a different statement. I mean, what they're trying, maybe trying to say is, if you just buy all the things without your kid picking one thing, then you're making a mistake. But I don't know if any parents is, you know, going to buy all the cars, yeah. like in the shop, <laughs> buy don't. the shop. Please or I, I have no clue because that really doesn't apply to, well, the, I guess, middle income family at all. No. no idea. Definitely not. And uh, yeah. So yeah, your kid is like stealing because it's getting too much. That's the point behind it. No, they're saying, 
how if a kid wait a second if a kid doesn't get enough then it's more likely to steal but also if it gets too much if it already gets very very much and you're buying stuff but you're not letting them choose then that's the mistake and that's why they're stealing yeah, well and not too much they didn't say that and I, I don't believe in that actually i think lots of kids that um don't get that much presence you know they still can be taught that stealing is just plainly wrong and vice versa yeah, of course yeah but would you ever come to the conclusion that you see a child stealing something and you would you know presume this is probably because this child has never had a chance to choose no not that much i mean it wouldn't really occur to me that because of you know i cannot pick what i want that's why i gotta steal what i want what yeah that doesn't weird. really make sense I mean, and, and unless the kid steals all the things because the parents didn't buy all the things, then it would make sense. Because, yeah. mommy, I wanted them all and you just got me the blue one. That's, That's just not what I wanted. <laughs> so I had to get the, all the others by myself, you know? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And that is yeah, kind of a sound logic. The, the thing they wrote there, I don't really get it. No, sorry. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, if, if you ever catch your kid stealing something oh it's gonna be hands hacked off sorry <laughs> yeah let's go all old testament on those parents it's actually very middle eastern i guess yeah that's right <laughs> yeah, but it's in the torah as well yeah somewhere so basically i would say that um this is probably not really true and the statement in itself is kind of weird. Yeah. Um, I'd say it, a bad parenting is if you don't teach the value of things and uh, what the value of property means as well. You know, or what property is basically that you don't take, you rather share, but you don't take away from, from kids. And I think it's bad parenting if you don't teach, you know, what is yours, what is mine. And uh, definitely if you don't teach them how to share. Yeah. And if you, if you teach them taking is better than giving. Which is a bit of, you know, when it comes to society, it's more like our approach, our Western approach, you know, with the elbows and stuff and take and take and take. Um, I ho hope that most Christians follow the approach giving is more, you know, blessed than, than taking, yes. hopefully. I mean, we fall into the worldly patterns as well. Of course we do. But um, I think that's one important thing that you, you need to teach as a kid. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, about the choosing part, I also thought that this is something that you're going to have to decide as well because I also know that it so often occurs that our kids are choosing presents or they have wishes for mm. Christmas, yeah. for example. And I already know that she's only going to wear this once and then she's going to not wear, then she's never going to wear it again because it's not comfortable enough. Yeah. It just looks nice, but she's not going to wear it because I already know her pattern. And also with the boys, we've made, they got something for Christmas and when they unwrapped it, I immediately knew they're going to play with this for a very short time and then it's going to be in a corner. Yep. And they probably asked for it because it looked so sensational. It was like speaking cars. Yeah, like speaking speak, the, the, the big yellow car. The yeah, ones. the weird. Mm. And yes, of course, they liked them. But not for a long time, and they would nope. never uh, play with them for a longer period of time. Nope. And that's why 
I would say when we are buying things, we also consider longevity. Yeah, does it, is it does it make sense or not? And then also it can might they be a good thing as well? Can, can they pass it on as well? Oh yeah, yeah. And then uh, let's go to bad parenting number six. If your child has uh, is a coward, it is because you help them too quickly. Don't remove every obstacle from their path. Okay. Probably talking about helicopter parents. Yeah, maybe. I mean, there's some truth in it. Um, I, I, it's it's hard to say if your kid is a coward. I mean, kind of harsh judgment, I guess. It always depends on the situation. But um, there's the truth to it that you really shouldn't. You know that you should let your kid fight some fights on their own. Yes. Some fights where you'd say, yeah, they can manage that and uh, not take that away from them. And uh, let them be frustrated as well. Don't take all the frustrations out of their way. Yeah, definitely. Because cause life's gonna, you know, show you some frustration sooner or later. And they, they gotta learn how to deal with it. Learn how to deal with defeat um, and with, with negativity from others or maybe peer pressure as well. Um, up to a point, you know, you really have to, you know, trust your guts again. I say when, when, when uh, it's too much and you see your, your kid struggling too much with it and it's not getting better um keep an eye on it and intervene when you yeah when you really see that your kid is suffering a lot yeah and also i think that most well i guess nobody is going to listen to this podcast who is not concerned about their children and who are trying to improve certain things and therefore we are probably not talking to parents who are you know who don't really care or just want to make it as easy as possible but rather to parents who already they know something about their kid mm. and I think that we kind of have this uh, feeling about how much we can ask from our ch children mm. and that some of our kids are more fearful more yep. anxious than others and those who are more anxious we're probably not going to challenge them as much as the other ones yeah you gotta learn the limits yeah. exactly you gotta learn the limits we know that they're fearful even though they have the ability and the capability to do more mm. then we should challenge them and i think um that can actually encourage them a lot if we can show them yes you can do this and we actually really believe in you mm. okay then bad parenting number seven if your child is jealous The reason might be you compared them with others cons uh, consistently. That's, that's what makes them jealous. Well, if you have kids, and, and I'm speaking the plural here, so plural, if you have yes. yeah, not just one, um, it's kind of natural. The jealousy will be a part of your family life. And it'll be you being bad parents, I guess, when you just let it run course. Yeah. Um, but... The comparing part, I don't know. I think this is absolutely normal and part of a human life that you start comparing. Yeah. Well, of course, it doesn't have to be. You can compare in a way that is very destructive, but then comparing can also encourage someone. I mean, Or that's motivate, what they are yeah. saying that even teachers and kindergartners, they are saying that this is actually a really good thing when they see other kids doing more so that they get encouraged to do more mm. or um, 
yeah, among siblings, of course, they compare and they want to see, you know, the older one, he has maybe more rights, mm -hmm. but at the same time, he also gets more um, duties, duties mm -hmm. to do. And uh, of course, they, they also want to, to have a just, I mean, this is also inbuilt in, in us humans. That yeah, we want treat just me just, a, yeah, same right. slice of cake and stuff. Mm -hmm. We want to feel treated the right way. Yeah. And, and but maybe they're talking about jealousy being a little bit different, a bit more than just comparing, comparing and mm. feeling, you know, this jealousy and or envy. Maybe envy is a little bit different. Mm. I mean, in German, we have two different words as well. Envy, which should cover it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, of course, you can, can um, have an eye on that and check if you're maybe, uh, you know, having a favorite child or the other kid feels like you're spending a lot yeah. more time with that other child to, to put it to put it simply if you have a favorite child you're doing it wrong because <laughs> 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 this is like the the one of our bad parenting advices you know pick a favorite child and you know let all the others know that he's oh, the golden one now, actually, I or she i have to add something because this is something that one of the boys brought up one time that they feel sometimes a little bit neglected because the girls uh, do spend so much time with us mm. or yeah they, they get so much attention in a way yeah. and then we try to explain to him that they are in that age well like when the boys were that age they also they spent they would never spend any time in their own room nope. they would always be in the living room or in the kitchen wherever with they us are. Mm. And that's where the girls are right now. And mm. Therefore, they get all the attention. And then we told him that, um, yes, it does feel unjust. Mm. We totally understand. And uh, how it has been with them, that they were in the same situation. And if and you want now, more attention, come to us. Grab it. Talk to us. <laughs> and, and we even said them, you know what? Enforce it from us. Yeah. Sometimes you're just going to have to say, you know what? Dad, I want to do this with you, or yeah. Mom, want to do something with you again. Just say it, please say it. Yeah. And because we told them that, even though we're trying to be, um, to give every kid the same the amount, same of, amount mm. of, you know, time as attention, but that's kind of not possible. You know, older kids they, they don't ask for so much attention, and therefore they have to speak up and yep. see that they get enough. Oh yeah, then bad parents number eight, bad parenting number eight. If your child gets angry quickly, the reason might be you have not praised them enough. They only get attention by misbehaving. So praising them will give them more? No, I don't get that. Will, will not make them angry as quickly. They won't get angry is quick but this is as, again this it's a bit the, the logic doesn't really you know sound sound <laughs> i don't i don't get that actually um, it, i mean well, att I getting attention is one thing but if you praise a child it, it's not it's maybe it's 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 kind of a thing that gives attention but it's just one one piece of attention or one one style of attention that I don't think that'll change, you know, getting angry quickly. Yeah, that's right. 
if you, if you start and then talk about anger management, then yeah, I think you, you are more along the path of not being a bad parent, how to deal with anger, how to maybe use that anger for good as well. Because, you know, anger doesn't always have to be bad. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. Yeah. And um, how, to, how, to, how to deal with that and be more forgiving, more gracious and all that stuff. Of course, praise is very important. But uh, I don't see that in, 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 correlation. Yeah, in correlation to, you know, and attention grabbing misbehavior. Yeah, I also don't see it like in the real world. I mm. mean, we have been, I think this is one of the points where I would say we are pretty good at the praising part. We would always encourage the kids and give compliments or encourage them in a way that would show that we are paying attention to them and seeing what they're doing right. Mm -hmm. Especially if we have asked them to like um, be careful at the table or, you know, mm -hmm. eat more clean, you know, yeah. more cleanly. Don't make a mess, cleaner, basically. Don't make a mess. Mm -hmm. And then we would afterwards uh, say, you know, well, wow, you have done a great job. Yep. You look wonderful. And stuff or like, like, like we had this, um, our, our second one was playing with our um, older daughter and um, there was no argument between them. They just oh, yeah. played. And whenever they play, especially number two and number three, they usually don't get along that well. But whenever they play and did something, you know, without ending in a fight and somebody crying, um, we actually tell them that was well done dear second one that yes. you did great there um he doesn't really accept it as a compliment i guess because for him it was a chore maybe feels like it sometimes and uh, doesn't want to admit that he had fun too <laughs> that would be <laughs> yeah. impossible um but but we give you know a strong saying telling him um we noticed yeah we, we noticed saw. we saw that and we're proud of you that you did that yes in a way and you know what this is actually something yeah, you need kind of um, reminders to do so because mm. that doesn't come so naturally. Yeah. Or to me, it doesn't really that much because, of course, when the kids misbehave, um, they're usually loud mm -hmm. and they are really disruptive. And then it's more likely that you react than if they're playing nicely. And then to think of, oh, it should be, it could be a nice thing to acknowledge that. Mm -hmm. It takes more effort and this is something that um, one of the therapists actually asked me about our oldest son mm -hmm. um, because at that time they were fighting a lot him and his brother like mm -hmm. almost all the time it felt like mm -hmm. and then she was asking how often am I um, you know acknowledging the right behavior and I had to think and think and think there was so little there right behavior <laughs> But it felt like it. Mm. And probably that was a lot, but I couldn't see it because it felt like there was struggle all the time. Yeah. But it was a good point from her side. <laughs> okay, bad parenting number nine. If your child doesn't respect others' feelings, the reason might be you always order them, not giving importance to their feelings. Basically, you're not paying enough attention to their feelings, so they don't um, recognize the feelings of others. Oh, this um, feeling part, I, wow. I, I don't actually ever noticing, um, you know, our kids, this is maybe for teenagers more, I guess. Because cause I don't really, I don't really see our boys, um, our kids, 
you know, on, on purpose hurting someone's feelings. No, 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 they don't. It's, um, you know, you can annoy someone, you know, yeah. and telling them or, well, calling them names or stuff like that, you know, just to make them angry, but it's not hurting their feelings. It's more like I want to, you know, cause mischief, more likely. Yeah, it's almost like a game. Yeah, maybe it's a game. I'm going to trigger you and see that's how what, you react. Yes, that's what they're doing at home all the and, time. And um, I don't, maybe when they turn teenagers and get the concepts of concept of feeling, this will become more an issue, I guess. That's probably written for people who are a little bit more sensitive, you know, and they immediately know that the other person is feeling this or alone or not respected enough. And yeah. They would train this more. Also, also, this is maybe a cultural thing as well, because um, because I know we Germans we don't we're not known for our great emotional depth and width and uh, you know stuff like that. And the emotions aren't really that big a thing in Germany. They, of course, they are a thing, yes. just not as big as compared to to other countries, say. Um, USA, of course, or maybe in um, Southern America, you know, with a lot of the, the southern countries, Italy, um, Spain, where it's it's more emotion. You you get hotter, you know, if you have uh, like a higher temper, um, you get like like mad quickly, and yeah, did you yeah, yeah. you go down as well, you know, um, mm. faster. It's it's you, you know <laughs> you you explode easier. Yeah, You're not as much controlled. Case. It definitely might be the case, but um, I still think uh, it, it's important for kids to know about feelings of the other person and how that other person might feel. Yeah, This is something that you kind of have to train them in because uh, the, kids yeah. and even grown-ups, there are so many people around that don't really try to uh, put themselves into the other person's shoes. Yeah. That's how you say it. Mm. We put each other in our skins, by the way. Yeah. Um, and then you have to teach the kid, you know, what um, what you just did that probably felt really badly. Uh, actually, we have these conversations when, um, when our oldest talks about some certain conflict situations in his class. Mm -hmm. And that we sometimes even ask him, did you laugh as well? Mm -hmm. Because... Yeah, somebody was and making a joke about somebody else. Mm. That this might be a really humiliating and bad situation for that person. Yeah. But we, I really f think that they already have a good a basic understanding. About that. Yeah, definitely. And that they, uh, sometimes, I mean, Especially I our remember, oldest. Yeah. yeah, he he really feels he has this. Um, he knows if somebody feels really down, and he's at least he tells us he's usually not the one mocking someone else. Yes. And, uh, and, and, you know, rather be on the other person's side than, you know, standing with all of them pointing fingers and laughing. Well, he admitted uh, a few times that he was also laughing, mm -hmm. which I felt good about that he was, you know, big enough to admit that. And he knew it, and after that, he knew it wasn't right. Yeah. So, as well. I mean, yeah, feelings, of course, they're still important. And um, I think... It's important to, to what Anita said, um, to really teach your kids how does the other one feel? How would I feel in his situation? I mm -hmm. think this is really important. Teaches empathy, of course. Yeah, because this is an extra step that you have to do in your mind Yeah. Um, to find out how the other And it com comes down to the basic truth, you know, treat others like you wanted to be treated yourself, which I think is just 
fairly important. Yeah, and it's not natural. It doesn't come automatically. True. Okay, uh, then bad parenting number 10. If your child is secretive, the reason is you blow things very big. Okay. That's an interesting one. Um, because this is something where I have to come back to some points that we have made before. Because I think this very much depends on the child itself and how their character is as well. Yep. I mean, if you blow things very big, of course they're going to be more secretive. Yes, I think so too. There is some correlation. Um, but then there's also kids sometimes being very secretive and feeling ashamed about certain things mm -hmm. that don't deserve any shame. I mean, whenever you hear something about a kid being um, abused, mm -hmm. they usually feel guilty themselves and they feel like this, it has to be secret and I shouldn't talk about this. Of course, they usually are forced not to talk about it. Yep. But sometimes even if they weren't, they still felt like this is something I should not talk about. Yeah. And this doesn't have to do with blowing things out of proportion. Yeah, it's a bit of ki it's, kid's nature, of course. Is, I still think there is many um, situations and topics where kids would be secretive without you being um, like this very temperamental, mm. um, you know, choleric person. Probably not. And, but then this is also something really to talk about with your kids. You know, things like when you feel like you have a secret. We've been talking about this good secrets and bad secrets. Mm -hmm. Do you remember? Yeah. And um, yeah, it comes down to what kind of, a, you know, basic trust is between you and your kid as well. Um, I'd, I'd rather. Well, that's what we keep telling our kids as well to tell us the truth. And accept the consequences, which are very minor compared to when we found out, find out ourselves, basically, you know. Yeah. But so far, I don't really know or remember or recall when we've been lied to in a big way so far. I mean, it probably will come and we have to brace for that, I guess, maybe, hopefully not. But um, hopefully we can keep on, you know, having a good relationship, talking about stuff and um, never... F you know, give the feeling um, that we're not, you know, trustworthy or they will, you know, we'll rain down hell on them if they tell us whatever, you know? Yeah. Of course. Yeah, um, but I guess this is probably much, a much bigger topic when you have teenagers. Yeah. Um, because just the environment, the friends and everything else, uh, the challenges that they have are going to change so much. Um, and... Yeah, I, I also pray that we will have a really good relationship with our kids, that they feel open enough to yeah. share things, even if they have done something really wrong. And one thing that you can do is, is maybe when if you want really want to be a bad parent, it's just not you know be interested in your kid and just it, yeah, you know you let him let him do, do whatever, whatever they want. They want yeah, yes. that's basically when you show no interest, then um, yeah, you probably won't have this you know trust between you. I think it doesn't really have to be secretive <laughs> yeah. as well. That's, I mean, two that's problems true. solved yeah. <laughs> there, right there. Okay, you know what? This is the last one already. Okay. Bad parenting number 11. If the child behaves rudely, it is learned from parents or others living with them. 
And this is something I really have to disagree with. Yeah. Being rude. Yeah, you're so rude, honey. I know. <laughs> our, especially our one daughter. She can be very rude. Oh. And she has never heard us talking to each other like that. Oh, you, you mean can she, she can be really demanding? She can be very demanding, but like, yeah, and this, yeah, very... Yeah, Give like, it now. Yeah, yeah I it, know. You have to and mm. you must. Yeah. And do this now. Mm. And sometimes in, a, in this very angry way, mm. very loudly sometimes. Yeah. And we have to keep... We're still working on this. True. We're not listening to her when she's talking like Actually, this. Actually, we, we, we tell her this is no way to talk. Yeah. You know, not even once. Whenever you want something, yeah, you can ask nicely. Uh, why I left the supermarket that other day. Yeah. Um, yeah, because she, she, she wasn't started stopping. talking like this. Mm. And ex the moment she started talking like this, mm. I grabbed... The little one and mm -hmm. then she had to leave yeah but um just one thing I, i wanted to add because i just heard this uh other podcast right it was actually today um about somebody who is very he's a high achiever very successful has uh, different companies has been ceo and whatnot mm. and a very um great family as well i mean they've had some problems as well but They work through it. They have five daughters. And wow. um, he is a leader in many different aspects. And he was once asked why he's so driven. And this is one thing where he had to go into therapy for. Um, and he said that it took him several years to find out why he is actually so driven. But then one memory came back to him where he... He remembered helping his really drunken dad who was like passed out on the street somewhere and he helped him back in or something like that. And then mm -hmm. at that moment when he, you know, helped his dad being in this really terrible state, he just looked at him and it made this silent vow to himself. I'm never going to be like that. That's a good vow. <laughs> that's a good thing <laughs> and and i just thought uh, because also with our family history i mean my dad he has uh two brothers and both of them like one already passed away but the other one uh he he has been in, in prison, prison several times he has an alcohol problem he is divorced and He's not able to keep a job. And there are so many things that aren't right in his life. And the other one, he's also had one problem after another. And I see him still complaining about his bad childhood and the way his parents have done him wrong. Hmm. And that seems to be the reason for everything that went, went wrong in his life. It's easy. We'll blame your parents. Always works. Blame your parents. And... Probably, basically, what I'm, I want to say is that, um, yes, we want to strive to be really good parents. But we're going to make no, mistakes. Even, <laughs> yeah, and I think even if you're doing it all perfectly, there is no guarantee that your child is going to turn out great mm -hmm. and vice versa. I mean, you can even be a really drunk person 
neglecting your children and have like this really successful person coming out of that. And that's not. So you're basically like, encouraging us to be bad parents now. Is that right? <laughs> that seems to be my point. Yeah. Oh my God. Thanks, honey. I, <laughs> I I'll, I'll pass that. that along then. Awesome. <laughs> I'm just saying it. Take it easy. Yeah. Do the best that you can, of course. Listen to awesome podcasts yeah. like this one. <laughs> <laughs> even, even what, what, to, to turn it around in a positive way, even when you make bad stuff and you're a bad parent in some areas in your life, um, there can be some good that comes out of it. Exactly. Yeah. So don't yeah. fret now. <laughs> yeah, and this is actually the, the kind of decision that I've made several times in my life. Yeah. I mean, there were certain things that I said, this is also what I like. Um, I've had many situations in my childhood that I felt like this is something that I would like to repeat and others where I thought this is not what I want for my life and my family. Mm. And there, if you just take whatever you've experienced and turn it to the better, mm. I mean, then everything is a chance and every mistake can be, you know, turned around and you know you learn from it true do something better okay all right um yeah and, and I, I cannot even say what i'm gonna talk about next time oh we're gonna be surprised then. Well, I, I found a really good one but i don't i'm not sure you're not sure if I want to talk okay about you it. you think and pray about it honey and exactly let us know next time <laughs> awesome <laughs> so thank you for listening yep. and um be a good parent be a, be a good, good parent one, okay exactly night Bye. night